Hey everyone, you're listening to the MLEPC podcast. Thank you for joining us. The podcast features every previous Sunday's sermon and plenty of other cool content like interviews and mini-series. Please remember to share our content and subscribe to our channel so you can stay up to date with everything that we create. You can find out more about what's happening at the church by visiting our website at mlepc.org or checking us out on our social media. Once again, we thank you for tuning in to the Emily PC podcast, and we hope to see you at an event soon. What a wonderful testimony to God's grace. Thank you for being here. Children are now dismissed to the children's church. They can hardly wait to get there. Before the scripture is read and the word is proclaimed, let's pray. Holy God, we pray that you allow your Holy Spirit to illuminate the words which we will read from your scripture. Lord, we pray that you will make them alive for us so that they will sink into our soul and be sealed there to serve as our promise and our hope and your encouragement and your truth to live with us every single moment of the day and night. Lord God, we pray that you allow us to see the truth that you have prepared our hearts to hear today. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. Lord God, you are our rock and you are our redeemer. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, I would like to invite Eileen Tenenbaum to come forward to read our Old Testament reading for the day. Hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 56, 46, already messed up. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Here ends the first reading. I'm also grateful for Bob Harwick to be bringing us our New Testament reading for today. Hear the word of the Lord from Hebrews chapter 13, beginning at verse 1. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison 
as if you were together with them in prison, and those who were mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. For God would judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much, Eileen and Bob. On this Reformation Sunday, we are reminded once again that we can trust God to be our faithful fortress. Today's the day that we celebrate our Reformed heritage in the Reformed faith, and we give thanks to all of the steadfast believers who through so many generations have faithfully passed along the gospel legacy to us. When Martin Luther wrote these words to the hymn that we sang earlier, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, he knew from personal experience that he could trust God to be his refuge and his strength through the storms of his own life. It is said that on many days Martin Luther would walk through town singing the words to Psalm 46. God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. 505 years ago on All Saints' Eve, October 31st, 1517, Martin Luther, a Catholic priest and a professor of theology, posted topics for scholarly debate, and he tacked them on the church door, which was the town bulletin board. And he mainly wanted the church to debate their practice of selling salvation through indulgences. But he never could have predicted the firestorm that his 95 thesis would set into motion. He could also have not imagined the way his faith would be challenged by standing on his convictions. As he stood on the authority of scripture and the truth of salvation as presented by Jesus, he was excommunicated by the church and he went into hiding under a death sentence. As he faced peril and persecution, he trusted the strength of God to protect him and to keep him steadfast in his faith. God used Frederick III to keep Luther safe in his Wartburg Castle in Eisenberg, Germany. While Luther was here, he translated the Greek into German, which was the common language of the people so they could read the Bible too. While the trials of our lives will likely not be the same as Martin Luther's, it is certain that we do all go through rough times when we all 
need to be reminded about the trustworthiness of God. Are there times when it seems like the foundations of your life are quaking and threatening to give way? Do you know what it's like to feel flooded by overwhelming struggles and have you wondered if God really is the refuge that you counted on him to be? If so, you're right where the people to whom the book of Hebrews was written. It appears they were having a crisis of faith and they were wondering if they really could trust Jesus to be the shelter that they needed in the face of persecution. The author of Hebrews has repeatedly laid out his case while tr why trusting Jesus is better than any other option. Here at the end of the letter, he has given us three strong promises that'll help us keep our faith from wavering. One, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you, God has promised. Two, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. And three, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because of these promises, you and I can be certain of God's truth and we can have courage to stand firm in our faith and we can find comfort in trouble and be content in all circumstances. The first promise is one of the most powerful in the entire Bible. If I've ever prayed with you and for you, you've heard me repeat this pledge from God God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And that is a promise to hold on to. The promise is quoted here in Hebrews from other places in the Bible. It was promised in the Old Testament to Joshua as he prepared to lead Israel across the Jordan into the promised land. There's no doubt that even the fiercest of warriors were afraid of what laid ahead of them on the other side. The unknown made them terrified. But God promised Joshua, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. And God said, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So what does your life look like when you believe that God is with you wherever you go? It's possible, you know. When Jesus came, he promised all those who trusted in him that he was going to give them the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Father sends the Holy Spirit into our heart and into our soul the moment that we give ourselves to Jesus and he wipes us clean. When the Holy Spirit dwells in us, we do have God with us wherever we go. Belonging to Jesus, we can be certain that God will never abandon us, and that God will supply what we need when we need it. Now this is not to say that God will give us everything we want. God's purpose is to lead us into dependence upon him so that we will become more and more like Jesus in our faithfulness. God wants us to be so sure of God's constant watch over us that we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. 
This quote comes from Psalm 118, which also says it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Do we look to princes to save us instead of the eternal God? Even in our times of greatest trauma, when our world is crumbling around us, knowing that God is with us is the best comfort we could ask for. If the medical diagnosis is dire, or if our financial security erodes, God promises that he will be with us, and he will strengthen us, and he will encourage us, and provide for us. When your circumstances threaten to overwhelm you, God promises you his presence and his peace. I know that I have told some of you that I have a favorite verse that I use when I feel anxious or fearful. It's short and it's so easy to remember. It's from Isaiah 12 too. I will trust and not be afraid. Scott, my husband and I have lived through enough life, especially life with five sons, to know that God does provide and strengthen whenever we remember to turn to him. Years ago, we did get that phone call in the middle of the night that every parent dreads. The voice on the other end said, I'm calling from the college hospital. Your son has sustained a traumatic injury and we have life flighted him to the nearest trauma center. Not knowing if he would even be alive when we reached him, all we could do was pray. And as I prayed, God's peace settled into my soul and mind, and God was with us. Day by day, helpless to do anything other than pray, we could only trust in God and give thanks for good medical care. I remember my friend called, well, called me while I was at the hospital, and she said she couldn't believe how calm I was. She said if she would be me, that she would be an absolute mess. But I wasn't, thanks to God's presence. I knew that our son was, first of all, God's son. And I knew that he was safe no matter what the outcome, because he belonged in life and in death to the Lord. And we are grateful that years later, our son does still remember to count every day as a gift from God. Jesus has given believers his promise that he will not abandon or desert his sheep. Jesus has promised us, I am your good shepherd. I lay down my life for my sheep. I give my sheep eternal life. They shall never perish. No one can ever snatch them out of my hand. Jesus gives us his word promising that he will not desert he will not abandon you. And Jesus says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. So I wonder if my faith would be shaken if I were living in the nightmare of Ukraine right now. Have you ever thought about that? If you saw drones buzzing above your house, what would you think? And I wonder, would I be trusting God to be my fortress? if I lived there. In chapter 11, of the author of Hebrews praised many believers who have gone before us. 
Even though they had not yet received all that God had promised them, they still believed. By faith, they were certain of what they had not yet seen. When our human lives reveal the truth about how vulnerable we are, do we really have the same kind of faith that they did? So that we, like they, can keep our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus? Some have turned their backs on God because God did not do what they asked him to do. We may be tempted to wonder if God cares because our personal losses are so painful. But be assured that God does care and that God does weep with you. The effects of free will in our world when combined with our frail bodies inevitably will bring illness and sorrow. When we give our lives to God and give him reign over our life, we trust that God will work out his plan to the good of those who love him even when that good doesn't always feel good. Our certainty and confidence in Jesus is bolstered by knowing and trusting that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus' unchanging nature is the anchor of our faith. Jesus has been present throughout history in several ways. First, at creation, forming the world with God the Father and the Holy Spirit, and then as a baby, born as a human in the manger, and then when he was an adult, dying on the cross for our sin. Jesus has always remember, remained the same in nature. Jesus is reliable and trustworthy because he shares the same nature with God. The truth Jesus brings is unchangeable. Jesus' love for those who belong to him forms a bond that cannot be broken. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Jesus and the salvation he promises. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, nor anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. When we belong to Jesus, we become part of God's kingdom, which can never be shaken. The things of this world bring us a sense of security, don't they? Over and over again, though, throughout the entire letter of Hebrews, the author of Hebrews has been proving that Jesus is better than any other foundation upon which we could build our life. The only thing that will outlast our life on earth is God and all those who belong to him. For the author of Hebrews, God's promises form the basis of how we should live our life. For him, God's pledge to never leave you or forsake you should create in us an attitude of worship, which he calls a sacrifice of praise. Understood this way, worship means more than coming to church on Sunday and singing and reading scripture and praying. Worship to him is an attitude which is lived out in the conduct of our life. Everything we do or say should bring glory to God. Our conduct as a believer in Jesus is actually an act of obedience to God's Holy Spirit who lives in us. At the beginning of our reading today, the author reminded his flock to remember to live as Jesus taught. Care for one another with the same love that God has given to you. 
show hospitality to others, advocate for those who are mistreated, honor God's gift of sexuality within marriage, be content without worldly riches, and imitate and honor your faithful leaders, past and present. In the Roman world, the Christians stood out. Christians were not focused on riches and prestige that the world had to offer, but were instead concentrating on the treasures of the eternal kingdom that they were part of. Taking care of your own kin is expected in every culture, but Christians were different. They considered their family to be the brothers and sisters in Christ. It was unusual to care for those who others shunned. But Christians went so far as to sleep in the prisons with their fellow Christians to show solidarity. At that time, travel was dangerous and the inns were often unsafe. So Christians were expected to feed and shelter fellow Christians. Some people in the ancient world thought that it was holier to be celibate and to forego God's gift of sexuality. However, God is pleased for sexual expression within the bounds of marriage that he has set within the covenant of marriage. Contentment is a distinctly Christian attitude. Appreciating the Lord's gifts in all circumstances allows the peace of Christ to surround our hearts and soul. And lastly, Christians are to respect and cooperate with their leaders. God has placed in his churches shepherds whom he has charged with a very serious task. All the men, women, and children under the shepherd's care are responsible and must answer to God for the for their condition of their souls. Because leaders have been charged with such a serious task, it's important to listen to their guidance and submit to their authority. So we give thanks, don't we, that down through the ages, so many have faithfully lived and shared God's message of hope. Martin Luther used his seal to sign his letters and his pamphlets and his books. This seal reminded him that in Jesus, God is always with him. And it's indicated by the cross in the center of the heart. And around the edge of the seal, you can see the three solas, the mottos of the Reformation. We believe that we are only saved by Jesus' works and not our own. That the way to salvation is revealed in God's word, given by his grace and received through faith. We think of God as out there, far away, but in reality, God is in us if we are in Christ. When we belong to Jesus, God's presence is truly with us. It's here in our heart that all believers carry the fortress of God, who is ever-present in our forever shelter, our refuge and strength. To the glory of God, by the grace of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And now it's our privilege to pause and join our hearts together to intercede for one another in prayer. Hi, this is Pastor Carolyn. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to find out more about our church, you can check out our website at mlepc.org. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a podcast. Have a blessed day.